Hi! Hi everyone! Welcome back to Coffeehouse Hangouts with your host, Abigail and Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. The children. Uh, hello. I said hi. You did, yeah, you did. Um, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna start out with some journalism news. Um, our March release for the journalism newspaper, or I guess it's kind of like almost like a magazine now, it's coming out on the 18th, mm. which is Thursday. I was say next Thursday, right. but it's only next Thursday for us at the time of recording, so... Yeah. Um, today we have a special guest with us. Um, yeah. Hello. Yeah. So you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi. I'm the special guest. My name is Lydia Webb. I like Abigail and Sarah. I'm also a sophomore. Uh, I use she, her pronouns and I like history. I like art history. I like the arts. I'm a big fan of theater and drama and I do show choir and, you know, stuff in that arena. (laughs) Yes, very proactive indeed. <laughs> okay, so yes, sir. Uh, following tradition of our whole, you know, d- drink beverage kind of deal. What did you guys drink today? Want want to start off, Sarah? Sure. Um, I drank a strawberry acai refresher that was left over from yesterday, and the strawberries were soggy because I left it in the drink. So I'm stupid, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about Lydia? Stop laughing at me! Oh my gosh, so shush, mean. Shush, shush, child. I'm older than you. Okay, anyway, Lydia. I have a giant glass of water right next to me. I only drink water. I'm not a very big fan of coffee or uh, non-water drinks, so. Dang, Abby's gonna be outside of your door in like <laughs> 10 minutes. You know. With a knife. <laughs> I used to know where Lydia lives, so I could have done that, but now I cannot because... I moved. Yeah, she Jokes moved. Please contain yourself, Abby. Just contain yourself. <laughs> anyway, um, I also do have water next to me, but other than that, I drank a lot, a, a lot of coffee this morning. A, a lot, a lot of it. Yeah. Anyway, um, today's episode's topic is going to be hustle culture and how it affects... Uh, and how... Um, I guess work achievements affect our own self-worth and how we perceive ourselves. So we're gonna start this off with the question, what is hustle culture? And we can all like take turns giving our own definition of it. So whoever wants to go first. Lydia, you wanna go first? Yeah. Sure. I think to me, hustle culture is like sort of the mindset that's perpetuated by society that's sort of like you know this mindset of constantly working constantly overachieving in terms of your job or school um and you know just like hustling every single day and hustling so much at the expense of your own mental health and physical health or like um you know your social life and it's it's sort of that mindset you know gifted burnout hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um yeah hustle it's like it's like that thing where like you're constant like your new norm becomes it basically you working becomes almost like a personality trait and it goes to a point where it's like the only personality trait that you possess so you just keep working and you keep working and if you have a day or like a time frame where you're not working it feels almost like unnatural and then you like proceed to pile more work on yourself and then you like get tired and you burn out because you're not giving yourself rest and as a result sometimes people will like just give up on whatever they're doing because 
I just feel so burnt out. And I think it's a sort of... Oh, sorry. Continue, Sarah. No, 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 you go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to build on Abby's no, you topic. Go ahead. No, 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 go. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to build on Abby's topic of, like, because working becomes your new normal and because... To a certain extent, it kind of becomes like a, a very integral part of like how you view yourself work. Um, a lot of times, like you know, like you said before, when you stop work, it just becomes a part of your self worth, and it becomes a very big part of um, how you view yourself, I guess. So once you start to associate the idea of like work and productivity with like, um, you know. God, I'm repeating myself, but self-worth, like, the whole mindset that working more is being a better person and a more productive member of society and whatnot, that, that is a very toxic mindset, in my opinion, because your self-worth is dependent, obviously, on so much, so many more factors than just the amount that you're productive. Like, this whole idea of self-worth that comes from hustle culture, it has it started from like a very young age because of the gate program and i uh i'm assuming we're all gate kids yes yes Yes. so um i think a question would be like how has you know the gate program and this idea that you know intelligence and self-worth are linked and working and self-worth are linked how has that affected you specifically impacted your life or habits yeah and also like oh yeah go ahead oh no sorry i (laughs) i feel like i'm always interrupting everyone i'm so sorry no it's totally fine but i think part of what the gate program sort of unintentionally teaches kids from a very young age is that intelligence and like being smart is a quality that you either do or do not have by like asking kids to take what is an iq test that's meant for children like it's literally an iq test is what um you're required to take to get into the gate program Mm -hmm. but um like whether you pass or fail that sort of teaches kids that get in like oh yes you are smart you are intelligent and that is a quality that you possess because you pass this test and those that haven't passed the test don't possess the qualities that you do it's like that's obviously not true but that's sort of the subliminal messages that you're sending to those children you know and so with that you know and the the praise that can sometimes come along with that and the expectations that can also come along with that you are essentially like building within yourself this idea of what you're supposed to be because you have this quality of intelligence because you're someone that's capable of getting into the gate program oh yeah build up a new sort of set of expectations for yourself just based on the fact that you got into this program alone you know what i mean and then it sort of builds from there with like you know like um like the advanced math programs um and other advanced classes and it's not just advanced classes that perpetuate this ideology don't get me wrong but i think it sort of starts with the idea of like oh i qualified to get into this higher level class that must mean that i have x y and z qualities and that must mean that i must fill x y and z expectations do you know what i mean yeah no. and obviously mm-hmm. yes yeah continue sorry um okay so i was just gonna say like especially with like the whole like you're born with intelligence thing it kind of i guess perpetuates this idea that you're since because you're born with so-called intelligence you you, you just kind of like well i don't maybe it's just me but like i always thought that I, since i was always quote-unquote smart and i always got really good grades without trying i always thought that 
I I could get by without hard work because I had the brains, and that some people like, like basically that I essentially had a superiority complex because I thought that there were some people who are at the same level as me because they worked hard, and I was there because I was smart. Mm-hmm. And like, right, and I feel like, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go for it. No, you go. Okay. No, and I and I <laughs> I feel like that's like a, I I now realize as I've grown that that's a very toxic mindset, but like. At the same time, because of that, my work ethic is absolutely horrendous because I was so used to being able to do everything in such a short time span and do everything so perfectly. And now that because I can't meet my own standard of perfection, I feel as though I'm not good enough. Right. So I feel like what you just exactly what you just said does lead to this wonderful term called gifted kid burnout, which I'm sure we're all experiencing and a lot of people are experiencing. <laughs> Um, (laughs) the idea that like before when we were in elementary or middle school, um, things weren't as hard for us. So we were like, yeah, we can get by without studying and, you know, just doing our homework and it takes a total of maybe an hour tops. And then we get into high school and you get put into this environment. Like I, I need to study and I can't just get by by doing the bare minimum and all of a sudden your grades are dropping and all of a sudden your mental health starts dropping and you're like oh my god where am i now yeah it's a very it's just it's just an endless loop and you just once you start going downhill it just spirals completely out of control it's a very nuanced topic because obviously like with the reason why gifted kid burnout thing is like a gifted kid burnout syndrome excuse me is like a thing and it's widely accepted is because we all have a shared experience but like even within that even within the people who are experiencing like gifted kid burnout syndrome our experiences are all like unique mm-hmm. in in a sense in terms of like when we start feeling the burnout or when we start feeling like challenged and stimulated by school i guess oh god that sounds so elitist but like definitely with what you said earlier about how like throughout elementary school or even middle school a lot of times the classes that you were taking didn't necessarily cater to the rigor that your brain wanted you know what i mean like does that make sense yeah yeah. so it's it's really difficult to navigate that topic because it's kind of like what can you do for the kids who would require a bit more rigor with their classes without sort of like segregating the class and like imposing further standards upon those kids who are capable of like handling more regular rigorous curriculum at a younger age you know mm-hmm. and that's i guess sort of what the gate program wants to help with by giving students like extracurricular activities and classes to take that would further their like educational experience you know yeah totally but it also it's it's a very double-sided coin there which is why it's such a nuanced and difficult topic to navigate but it's also like we mentioned before this is like an exam like a great example of hustle culture in school and when i say great i mean it's like a prime example not that it's a good thing <laughs> you know yeah i totally get that um so our are we gonna move on to the next question um our next question is how has hustle culture impacted your life and habits specifically um Ooh. i'll start because yes. i kind of touched on that a little earlier 
Um, obviously, like I said, I have quite a bad work ethic because of the fact that I was so used to being able to do whatever the heck I wanted and and just like sitting down for maybe like an hour before my deadline and just doing it and getting it done and getting an A, getting a perfect score. And I was so used to that that it's really hard for me to portion my time and like mat. I essentially I have terrible time management because of the fact that I was so used to being able to cram everything into like a little segment of my day and just call and just be done with it because that's all I needed. And um, because of that, I had procrastinated a lot. And like, I feel like that's a thing that we all experience because we were so used to being able to do things so easily and quickly that we placed less importance on being able to do these things in a timely manner. So now we all procrastinate to a certain degree. Some of us are worse off than others. Um, but like, yeah, I feel like because of hustle culture, it's also like, but like also, even though I do procrastinate, even in the times that I am procrastinating on like my homework or something, I'm doing something else that betters my life because of the fact that I feel weird sitting there doing nothing because you're not, it feels like you're wasting time because you're not doing anything, you know? Yeah. Someone else want to go? Oh, yeah, sure. I can go if that's okay with everyone. Yeah, of course. Alrighty. I think hustle culture, I found myself falling into certain cycles of, like, consistent overworking for, like, elongated periods of time, whether that be, like, several weeks or months. I feel like I very much overwork myself and then fall into like this deep pit of like burnout just so my brain can like recover from how hard I just worked um and it's sort of this like ongoing cycle of extremes you know oh yeah I totally get that in terms of like oh yeah in terms of like it it, it all goes back to the idea that you said before of like it feels very odd and out of place to not be doing anything and I definitely relate to that I feel like I I'm better as a person whenever I have like I'm I I think I'm just better overall whenever I have something to do every single day Mm -hmm. Um, but the things that I do every day don't have to be like this massive workload and I I really wish I it's something that I'm working on but trying to like instead of have it just be like overworking and burnout like going rapidly in between those two extremes I kind of want to like even out that playing field so I just have you know more of a moderate workload to do every single day than just like overworking and then doing nothing the next day do you know what I mean yeah and that's something that I've been doing for a very long time and as well with the procrastination my goodness (laughs) Uh. everyone that knows me is very familiar with my procrastination habits but 12 a.m grind you know oh god (laughs) <laughs> and speaking of the grind, I, I hope you don't mind if I go off on a tangent. Oh, go for it. But I think hustle culture is a very capitalistic, capitalist idea, like ideal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the idea of associating your self-worth um, with your productivity, like how hard you work and how that translates to in a job. Um, how hard you work, like in... like you know the sort of idea that you if you work hard you can like rise through the ranks of your job rise through the ranks of like your socioeconomic status that's a very like um free market like capitalist ideal the idea of like socioeconomic mobility and i think how that translates over into hustle culture is the idea that like if you're not working hard 
then that just must mean that you're bad at your job, you know? And that's it, that's obviously not true because you don't need to be consistently overworking yourself to have worth as a person, you know? But I feel like part of how, like, national um, sentiment about, like, capitalism and about jobs and about work, that, like, hustle culture and consistently overworking yourself and capitalism, I feel like are very much intertwined. And I could... I, I don't want to, like, go off on too much of a tangent, but, you know, <laughs> when we go back to, like, the start of capitalism, like, during the Industrial Revolution, for all of my AP European history people out there, you definitely see, like, an increase of, like, how much people are productive and, like, an increase in class consciousness and an increase in understanding how work and wages and jobs are intertwined. And, you know, that's sort of, I feel like, where this whole idea of hustle culture was originated. But Probably. To be honest, I don't want to go too deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah, how about you? Oh, um, well, honestly, I don't think hustle culture has super drastically um, affected my life per se. I have a really, really, really strange worth ethic. I don't even know if this can be said as a worth ethic, but whatever. <laughs> I just like, I don't know, I just like do things, have random bursts of energy. I sit down and do things and I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know. But anyways, I think in a very small way, um, sometimes my family likes to drag me out to do things. Like my sister likes to like, oh, Sarah, come play tennis with me, right? And sometimes afterwards I get home and it's like six o'clock and I didn't do any of my homework. And then I get really, really irritated or upset because I feel like I should have spent that time that I was playing tennis or doing something else. Um, I should have been working during that time. And I don't want to allow myself to have any leisure time or any relaxation because I could have used that time to be working or doing homework. And I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, I totally got that. I'll like hang out with my friends yeah. and I'll be like, I'll be like, hold up. I should have been like actually like using this time wisely even though like spending time with your friends and doing other things for yourself is time spent wisely because it's for yourself you need to ta- you need to take care of yourself like sometimes i forget that sometimes we all forget that we need to remember that yeah so much hustle culture like sacrificing your personal life and your social relationships for work oh my god yeah yeah uh, I had this question put down for the negatives of hustle culture, but quite honestly, I think we already bashed hustle culture enough as it is in our previous questions. Are there any positives? Just like- hustle culture <laughs> slander. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I literally just put the negatives of hustle culture. There is not a single positive to it. I mean, maybe you get work done. That's about it. <laughs> uh. There's so much more productive ways to, like, focus on productivity and getting work other than like taking it to an extreme yeah that's because definitely true culture is very much an extreme it's oh, all yeah. about balance balance something and that it's we so all... hard to find that balance it is and gonna find that balance until probably after co- actually that's not even true mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right abby you want to give the ah uh, yes okay okay so we have a little Reddit moment. Why did I say that? Um, so we have a little TLDR, our conclusions and takeaways. So um, this is like gonna be like a, a, we're gonna make like a one like one liner, like you know, like a tagline oh, yeah. in those like, commercials. Everybody should go around and just say one one phrase or something, one uh, sentence. 
Okay. Um. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Um. Hustle culture. Sleep is for the week. Because honestly, like, you never sleep if you constantly work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, anyone next? Yeah. Mine is mine is simple and very easy to understand. Um, hustle culture bad. Period. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Thank you. I, I tried really one. hard. Thank you. I love it. I think for mine, I'm going to directly plagiarize off of a, a post I saw somewhere on like Twitter or Instagram. But it's essentially the idea of you have a social life good grades, and mental stability. Choose two, and that's hustle culture. Yeah, that's so true. But that's not not my original thought. I just want to clarify. I completely stole that and plagiarized it, so. (laughs) Uh, Certain teachers are going to come for you, bro. (laughs) Plagiarism. Teachers are going to come for you. Okay. Um, Cut. Our next topic ties in with our previous one. And it's the question of, will I ever be enough? The answer is yes. By the way, no matter what you do, the answer is yes. Because you're always worth it. Mm-hmm. You're always worth it, baby girl. You're always worth it, baby girl. Why, oh. why don't we oh. have the same thought? <laughs> Gosh darn it, Sarah. Oh my. It's your fault. What do you mean? I said it. I said it. Okay, Miss Ma'am. I was Korean first. That means I got Pak Sung-ha first. Oh, shut the... It didn't spawn. Uh, okay. Anyway, so will I ever be enough? That is our topic for this segment. <sighs> Why am I struggling to speak? Am I okay? <laughs> that is that is the question. The question indeed. The question. Capitalized. I'm starting to sweat just thinking about that question. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> it's, it is such an anxiety-inducing question. It just like rock, up. paper, scissors to see who answers it first. I mean, I could answer it first. The answer is, no matter what, the answer is yes. You are always worth it. No matter what you do, no matter what your achievements in life are, you are always worth it. You are always important and you are always loved. But like, obviously, you have these moments or you feel like you aren't worth it because of the fact that maybe you messed up, maybe you made a mistake. And because of that, you feel as though you aren't as worthy of the love that you're receiving as you were previously. And like, that's not okay, you know? Yes. I have no idea what to say, I'm sorry. You're doing great, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Like this question, I genuinely don't know how to answer it. So, me, me too. Me neither. Like, are wow. we talking about advice or are we talking about like, do we personally think that we'll be ever be enough? Oh, personally, I- those are two completely. Oh, okay, okay. Questions. Personally, um, the answer is no. <laughs> but like, um, the yeah, point of this podcast is basically to give advice that you will never take yourself. Amen. It's very hypocritical. Oh, all right. We're like, love yourself, baby girl. And then we, we, we turn around and we look in the mirror and we're like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, sis. Mm. 
You look ugly today. <laughs> yeah. The whole point of this podcast is to be hypocritical, honestly speaking. See. But yeah, advice to other people, I guess. I think the question of will I ever be enough, that's such a very vague and highly personal question because it depends it's entirely dependent on what your standards you set for yourself are but not only your own standards which are always the harshest but also the standards of your parents your friends um other family members society your teachers like other adult figures in your life mentors like literally everyone around you has standards of their own that they're trying to meet but also standards for the people around them and you yourself have standards for you and other people around you and i think that question for like everyone invokes a lot of negative emotions because you know with connotations of not meeting those standards yeah that it's it's a really really difficult question to ask because it's just const it's it's a constant process of not meeting standards i guess and i think it's the whole idea that like negative experiences in your mind are more amplified so like it's the idea of that like for every 10 times that you do exceed your own expectations or someone else's expectations they might you know be um overshadowed by like the one time you failed at something you know what i mean mm-hmm. and obviously that's an overgeneralization but i think especially with hustle culture a lot of everyone's personal failures like within themselves are amplified and it's just sort of like this voice that keeps like gnawing away at your conscience and at your self-esteem um yeah so to answer the question will you ever be enough it's entirely dependent on the way that you choose to see yourself because obviously if every if anyone were to ask me lydia will i ever be enough i'd say yes because to me you are enough like your existence and you know just you being yourself is enough and that will always be enough to me and to everyone else that loves you and cares about you you know but for you to see that within yourself like it's imperative to make changes within your mindset and give yourself more forgiveness and more grace with Mm -hmm. your actions Mm -hmm. because you know you can have people around you tell you how much they love you a hundred times but it won't really mean anything unless you like believe that for yourself and give yourself the same love and you know like i said before grace that you give other people so for a lot of people that means like adjusting your standards and understanding that no one ever makes it through life without like failing and sometimes you fail miserably and that's going to happen and that's okay and especially with the standards of hustle culture and the standards of like gifted kid burnout and capitalism that are like set upon you those are some near impossible standards to meet you know so you just have to understand with the society that we're living in it's pretty much impossible to be perfect and meet everyone's standards all the time and you are worth so much more than the standards that other people try to impose upon you know like it's so hard to like fully internalize this and believe this but you are so much more than just your grades or your sat score or the amount of colleges that you got accepted to and whatnot you know so that's my giant tangent (laughs) i think (laughs) i think um I think a really important point that you hit upon was how 
you know, you define your self-worth with your successes and failures. And I think a question that we can raise right now is, you know, work achievements. How do we separate our own sense of self, self-worth with our work achievements or successes and failures and, you know, that whole shablam? Shablam. Amazing. Um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of hard that like you don't hold yourself to the same standards you hold others because you yourself know what you're capable of at your best and if you're never if you're not always at that best you feel as if you're not performing the way you should even though it's not it's not the way that it seems because obviously everyone has off days and days where they're not perfect because we're human it's impossible for us to be perfect all the time if ever to be honest right so like we need to realize that we don't we have some extreme levels of double double what double standards that we hold to ourselves and that they're unrealistic. We need to realize we need to come to terms with the fact that our standards for ourselves are unrealistic, and that's a hard pill to swallow. But you have to come to terms with it because at the end of the day, what's most important is that you can look at yourself in the mirror. And say to yourself, I'm enough. I am enough. No matter what circumstance, no matter what I do, no matter what I ended up doing, at the end of the day, I am myself and I have myself. And I'm alive and I'm breathing and I'm happy and that's enough. Dang, the verbal affirmations. Yes. Manifest them into reality. Manifest your happiness. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah that was a significantly it was it was a loaded question <laughs> oh definitely um so our next like little like tangent for us is uh us tying work achievements or like i guess like external achievements with self-worth if anyone wants to have a say in that first, to go for it. Mm-hmm. No? I mean, I have a lot to say about that. Go so for it. I, I can cut it down. I can cut it down. No, go for it. This podcast is meant for tangents. Go for it. <laughs> I think with tying self-worth to external achievements, I know I've, like, touched on this before, but that's a very, like, hustle culture and, like, capitalist idea and it's really because it's something that has been sort of ingrained into our minds um you know like since we were very very young uh it's a very difficult habit to break like tying self-culture into self-worth and it's something that i don't even know if i can give solid advice on because that's something that i struggle with a lot and i think that's something that like pretty much everyone struggles with to a certain extent you know Mm mm-hmm so I think it like the idea, the notion of like radical acceptance, I guess, is just um it's basically just sort of like looking at your situation and going, Okay, this is where I'm at right now. It doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't even have to be good. It's just this is where I'm at right now. Here here are my circumstances. I 
like let's focus on moving forward you know mm-hmm. and instead of you know dwelling on your negative connotations with your current situation like for example if you were up late at night doing homework and you're like oh my god i'm so tired i shouldn't have procrastinated so much like this is why i have bad grades in my classes i'm failing i'm such a failure but blah. like going down that thought spiral like practicing radical acceptance in that moment would be like okay stop let my brain take a break it doesn't matter how i got into the situation the thing is is that i'm doing homework late at night and that's just where i'm at right now and i have to accept that so here's how we can move on from that work like moving forward you know what i mean like making a plan i guess yeah moments like that but i think radical acceptance is something that like just accepting your situation wherever you at is like something that's really really helped me in terms of like removing my self-worth from external achievements and it's something that I'm still working on because it's a very difficult process and it's a very difficult mindset to get out of that takes work and time and lots of self-love oh absolutely but it is possible you know yeah um it's like very difficult because like when you're in a negative situation it's really hard see the positives of it and then you start to like blame yourself and blame others and then blame this blame that and it just becomes this whole like mess you know yeah yes a cycle of blame if you will yes totally um sarah do you have anything to say on this topic oh oh okay (laughs) okay so um that's kind of all we have and we're just gonna close with a message well a message that i was we have for you guys and it's that no matter what happens no matter what you do just remember that you are worth it regardless of what you achieve and to yourself you might not like be worthy it's like in your own mind you might not be worthy of what you're given but to other people, just your existence is enough to them. And you need to remember that. That even though you don't meet your own expectations, you always meet someone else's. And sometimes that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we always have to end the podcast with yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. It's always just a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um. So yeah, that's all for today. Um. Say bye to our special guest Lydia. Bye, Lydia. Bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Oh, you're welcome back anytime. What yeah. is that rattling? Rattling? Yeah, that was rattling. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, that's bye. all we have for you today, and that's all. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>